Hello and welcome to our very first podcast. In this episode, we're introducing ourselves, sharing our journey and exploring the power of purpose. Hey Brad, how are you over there in Perth, Western Australia? I'm doing well, thanks Ali. How are things over on the Sunshine Coast? Well, it's just beautiful over here. The sun is definitely shining. Summer is nearly upon us and I am feeling enormous gratitude to be living in this amazing country. And how about you? What do you think about living in Australia? It's like... I think it's amazing. Um, There's lots to love about Australia and lots to love about being in the most isolated city in the world. What, Perth? Yeah. Wow. Well, maybe in Australia, but not so much overseas. Brad, the world, oh my goodness. Today we are introducing ourselves. I'm Ali Pelling from the Sunshine Coast, Queensland. My mission is to raise financial and emotional intelligence. I am so pro-education and I'm very pro teaching lessons, the lessons that they fail to teach in schools. And you and I, we are here today to introduce our new channel, Down to Earth Combos Down Under. And we, you and I, have met several years ago, Brad. We are completely aligned. Please share with everyone what your mission is as well. My mission is highly aligned with that. It's to inspire change in the way we educate our children. So I was a teacher for a short period of time, but ultimately I just could not reconcile my personal values and beliefs with controlling and coercing kids. I think there's a better way for people and young people especially to learn in a way that doesn't uh, ruin their relationship with learning that I believe uh, school and teaching does. Oh yeah, that actually sent shivers through, gave me goosebumps. I remember, I'm a mother of three by the way, and I remember dropping one of my sons off to school and he was in year 11 at the time. And he basically said to me, say goodbye to the genius because it is just such a a sad thing out there that uh, more and more children every year, year after year, week after week, are so disengaged with our school system. And it's no disrespect to the teachers because I have the utmost respect for teachers because my my mum, my financially savvy mum, Kath, was a primary school teacher, very pro-education. So that's what we're here today to make sure that message is received loud and clear that we are very much into education. But uh, just one thought that's come to me right now is that my mum was a school teacher back in the day, many years ago, my mum has passed, but she has certainly handed down wisdom, golden nuggets from above. And my mum was telling me for years, her and her colleagues, her teachers, tried to introduce financial literacy, just one of the, the, the wheel of life areas that we cover, that we will be covering in our channel, that they failed to introduce financial literacy in our school system. This is one of the things that you and I are 100% aligned on. We love studying and finding more out about the finance world. So anyone that's found us on the channel today, stay tuned because we are going to share so much wisdom on that subject alone. So let's bring it back to you, Brad. What are your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Um, We've had lots of conversations around the wheel of life and the amount of times that we've said, oh, we should be recording this, it's, it's too many. And I'll let you get into exactly what the Wheel of Life covers, but ultimately we decided it makes sense to talk about what we know and what we're learning to help those who are aligned with us want to grow and change, gain mastery over their life. Um, so really, 
what we're doing here is to to inform, to inspire, and hopefully that helps some people to take action, make more informed decisions, and transform from where they are now to where they want to be. Uh, what about you, Ali? So what's what's driving you in this? Tell me that story about not unplugging and burying your head in the sand. Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay, so recently, so just a little bit, bit of a back step. We've uh, all had a very challenging year. I, I will not... Some people say that the world hasn't changed for them, but I, den I deny that because everyone has been affected with what's going on in the world over the last 10 months. In the beginning, we thought there was a deadly virus. We were, I, I was terrified, to tell you the truth. And I've worked through lots of things, strategies on how to deal with stress, worry and concern. So I'd love to share that later. So for me, finance, and I've been an entrepreneur for 30 years, co-running a successful business with my husband and family. So financial education, financial independence, security is, is, is just high, is high on my values. There's no way I can put my head in the sand to what's going on. So I dug very deep and I have done hours and hours, and I know that you have too, Brad, in researching what the hell's going on. And we've been studying it for years, not just this year, by the way. So my friend who noticed that my family or I was affected by what was going on, we're talking March, April, where it was pretty early days, my beautiful dear close friend from Met for many years said to me, Ali, I'm gonna challenge you not to research anything on the financial global catastrophe, my words there, for seven days. I appreciated her feedback. It made me look within and think, where could I make a difference? Because worry and concern shuts down our immune system and that's not what we need now. We need to be healthy to fight a nasty flu that's going around the world. So more on that later down the track in our conversations. But I thought there's absolutely no way that I have been an entrepreneur for the last 30 years and built financial wealth and financial security and independence for my family is so important. There's no way known I'm putting my head in the sand. So I continue to study every day on something that's meaningful, that means something to me. But what I've done, Brad, is I've found strategies that I can, I can flip it back and be optimistic, hopeful, share expertise and wisdom to help others. So that's what it's about for me. So, and that's one of the reasons why we've started our channel because we know we've got some golden nuggets to share, some takeaway actions that not only will inspire, educate, but transform. And that's what we're about. So thanks for asking. What about um, a story? Look, you and I, we go back a few years now, we've worked one-on-one -on -one coaching both ways. <laughs> I remember you shared this beautiful story would you, you know the story I'm talking about, would you like to share that story about when you were a school teacher? Yeah, absolutely. So when I was teaching on my very first prac uh, in university, I had my eyes opened by a seven-year-old in my very first week as a student teacher. So I was on a class that was uh, a year two class and students were doing various um, dances in the school hall after assembly. Um, to, as part of the curriculum, you know, dances falls under the uh, physical education uh, curriculum. And so while the teachers are doing the moves on the stage, I was just watching over the kids as they mimic the movements. And I was kind of relieved that I could be uh, reasonably excused from joining in because I was new. I didn't know the dancers. Um, really, I just don't really like dancing. 
And I noticed one of the boys, he was totally half-assing the moves, really half-hearted about it. And uh, he saw me watching him and he stopped and he walked over to me. He was very upset, but he wasn't crying. And he asked me if he could stop dancing. And I asked him why. And he says, he kind of shrugged and says, it's just not who I am. And I asked him what he meant by that, because that's a very strange way for a child to phrase it. And I was kind of astonished because he articulated it in terms of his identity. And that, that's very striking and very rare for a seven-year-old. And he said, you know, it's weird. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. And I told him that I felt the exact same way about it. I covered for him when a teacher came over asking what the problem was. But unfortunately, it wasn't something I could do anything about long term. Next week or the week after, uh, he'd be back in the same position and have to do that again. And so it made me realize that, you know, school is compelling and uh, compulsory in every sense, not just attendance, but you must do this with your body at a certain time when you're told by the teacher. And I do not like that whatsoever. That completely uh, butts heads with my philosophy and beliefs around uh, healthy relationships, interacting and learning. Oh, yeah, that's profound. And is that one of the stories that that incident is one of the reasons why you left teaching? It is. It was on my very first prac. And so I went through, finished my degree and did it for a year and a half. But it was probably the, the first warning sign among many. Thank you for sharing. And we know what our channel is going to be about. But it, we realise that life's actually happening for us because that story alone is so powerful in your decision making and what we're here to do now with um, educating our future generations with lessons that they don't life valuable, invaluable life lessons that they need to know, not only to survive this world, but I want them to thrive. Mm. So uh, I think that's always just a nice reminder that life's happening for us to tap us into line to to what we're here to do. And uh, that's wonderful. I'd like to share with you a little bit. uh, I know I touched on my financially savvy mum, Kath. I uh, love the fact that uh, life is really about balance and I think that we're not teaching our kids in school, particularly our young future generations. They haven't had, they haven't experienced hard times. We really need to teach them some resilience and, and really put that message out there that life is, is, is really about balance. It's not always rosy. It's going to be some tough times out there and we need to teach them some strategies about how to balance up on everyday life events and things that don't go well. So uh, yeah, we've got some, we've got some work to do. So. Absolutely. And you're all about balance. And that was one of the very first things we talked about in our very first meeting all those years ago. Yes, that's right. I would love to share with you. It's uh, been a life journey. You know, you look back at your past, like Steve Jobs tells us that you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots looking back. And I think that's very profound. Just that one quote from Steve Jobs, the late Steve Jobs. So when I reflect back, I look at the conversations that I tuned into the most influential people in my life as a child, which was my, my mum and my dad. So my mum was financially savvy. I mentioned that financial security, independence and work ethic. Having a strong work ethic was the message that I received loud and clear by mum. And then there was dad. On the other hand, I had this cool layback, live in the now dad, 
you know, he had these beautiful big blue eyes and his smile would light up the room. And he taught me not only that he wouldn't work for anyone else, no one would tell him what to do. Dad just didn't worry about stuff. He just had this uncanny ability to live in the now, in the moment, which is really good a lot of the time, but not to the extent where you're living so much in the now and not working. You can't just have fun, friends, family, and you know, sink a few beers, which dad loved a beer and all that sort of thing. You need to actually work. Like mum taught me, you've got to work and set yourself up, but then you, because then you can actually enjoy the now. Because if we're not financially set up, we will rob ourselves of living in the now through financial worry and concern. So I've got golden nuggets of wisdom to share in the future conversations that we're going to have. So anyone interested in tuning in, you and I are both aligned with that. So, so what I learned um, in that story was that, you know, polar opposites attract. I love that. And that we are always bringing ourselves into balance. And I look at the, the, the wheel of life. I use Dr. John D. Martini's wisdom there where he, he, like, he names like seven areas of life, family, financial, social, spiritual, mental, physical, and vocational, which is your career, your profession, your job, if that's the case, or school, if we're talking to our youth. So I look for, you know, and I'm a coach, I'm a family wealth coach where I'm helping families, working with parents and their kids to find wealth, to achieve wealth, but in all areas, because it's not about the money. And that nearly took me a lifetime till now to realize it's not about the money. It's doing what you are passionate about, what you innately enjoy doing and wrapping meaning and purpose around what that is. And for me, the golden nugget is find a way to get paid for that. Get paid for your passion and your purpose. That's, that's the... That's what I'm about. So that's the, the wealth wheel of life touching on that. So um, I look forward to sharing these down to earth combos around those subjects for me. What, are you, what would you like to add to that, Brad? Yeah, for sure. I think getting balanced is important. And if you maximize for one of those aspects on the wheel of life, but you are not wealthy in the other areas, then you're not going to have a great quality of life, right? It needs to be balanced to some extent. You need to be uh, have some spirituality and to be improving on that front constant consistently uh, same for education same for your physical health the same for everything life is Absolutely. about balance and you say that often that's right and we're imbalanced a lot sometimes we do like we're just going to go up and down in in different areas of our life so it's it's not i'm not denying that i don't have mine i just find strategies to help me bring me back into balance and that's what i do for my my clients friends family and loved ones and really humanity as a whole i'm um, all about really nailing it actually i've just thought of this one quote that i that was quite profound from the book victor frankl man's search for meaning a very powerful book. Actually, I'd had it recommended to me over the last, you know, 10 years, and I hadn't actually read it until this year. I have this beautiful family friend that had, uh, had an incident where he had to serve a stint in jail. And that was pretty heavy. And he was a, he's a very close family friend. So I thought, Oh, how can I help? Oh, I'm getting goosebumps. I said, how can I help him um, get through this time? with this stint in jail and I wanted to buy the book, a hard copy and send it to him. 
but I couldn't send it to him because I hadn't read it. And I'll never refer or recommend a book if I haven't read it, Brad. And I'm sure our listeners would be the same. So by the time I took, because of this crazy world that we've been living in for the last 10 months, by the time I read it, he's now out of jail. But one of the words, one of the lines in the book, and it, it is a pretty heavy, hardcore book, it, I must say, but incredible, valuable message in there. I picked up from Victor Frankl, live your life as if you are living it for the second time. And I felt, you know what, that's where you and I, we, we sat back and go, what are we doing, Brad? Let's get over ourselves and our doubts and limiting beliefs and share with people what they need right now. And and people do need us. So uh, that was just something that's profound. So I'm stepping up, standing up and speaking up and speaking out to inspire, share wisdom and transform to help others. Wow, that's beautiful. What a great story. Yeah, because um, he talks a lot about going through hard times and keeping that meaning alive uh, to go forward and to go on. And so it is a extremely profound book absolutely is and that's where we that's what gets us up in the morning it's not only doing something you love and enjoy it's having meaning and purpose in what it is that you do and i've been i have been an entrepreneur an employer for more than 30 years employing like hundreds in the thousands of uh, of people from all walks of life really from young school-based trainees right through to people that should be retired but they're not they're still working and over that time I have discovered those that have a genuine so I'm in the nursery business e-plants so we're trade nursery making homes beautiful and having an impact on our environment and the planet and our streets and cancels and it even like so this is what I'm talking about is meaning I find meaning in what I do but also I mentor and coach all my my employers when I reflect back so I, those that come to work that have got a genuine interest in plants, the environment, the outdoors, I can see that they shine. They have enthusiasm. They have a skip in their step when they come to work because they're genuinely aligned with plants, the environment or the planet. And then what I do is I like to go deeper in say, what is the meaning in what it is that you do? What's the purpose? Why are you actually getting up in the morning to go to work? And that could be as simple as, well, not simple. It could be as like providing food for your family, for you and your family, putting a roof over your head. You know, it's living and meeting needs first. But then also you go into meaning, the meaning of like providing, plants provide oxygen for the air we breathe. We make and beautify streets and homes. Then you can go into significance of making people feel significant because they're beautifying their own homes. So I've learned over 30 years how, how purposeful my role here is in e-plants and in what I do, not only to inspire others and help them in their life. It's just profound. And I just can go deeper and deeper and deeper. And when you can help people awaken their purpose and they understand meaning, like what Viktor Frankl's talking about in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, I think this is really profound. And yeah, absolutely. I think everybody has a purpose. It's just, have they uncovered that yet? Have they asked themselves the quality questions to identify that and to get to the core of who they are and what their purpose is here on this earth? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So I think that, and these are the things that we don't necessarily learn in schools, do we, about passion, purpose. Although my children have been blessed to have awesome teachers throughout their years, on and off, and I know there are an amazing teachers out there that their purpose is to educate and inspire and, and transform the lives of their students. So I'm very, very for that. I know that they're fighting a system that's not working. I speak to teachers on a regular basis. And if we can just touch on one of the significant problems that are existing today, Brad, is the disengagement now that, well, Australia, we've been blessed. We're, we're, we're living life pretty well here. But so in other countries and back in March where, where the children weren't allowed to go to school and an overseas that is absolutely prevalent right now, is they can, how difficult is it for the children to engage with the teacher and the teacher to engage with the child? and learn what they need to know. So these are the reasons why you and I are here today, because we want to unlock these challenges, address some real problems, and, and bring forward some solutions so that we can keep our kids, in, keep them educated, but not only educated, we need to inspire them so they actually learn what they are truly passionate about, and then we'll, we'll help them awaken some purpose. Exactly, because learning isn't filling their heads with things that they need to repeat to complete a test. Learning is equipping them with the skills and the knowledge that will help them actually move forward in the things that are important to them. And that's different for each child. So when you have a one-size-fits-all system, uh, you kind of have to keep it very baseline, very um, untailored, because, and that way nobody really gets their needs met because everyone has different needs and they're all higher in different areas. Uh, it's just very uh, unfortunate that that's the model that we're currently using. It is unfortunate, but let's hope that it will change. And that reminds me, there was a quote there. I remember you telling me about your dad's quote from years ago about the hundred year thing. Yes. What was that about again? So um, when he was in school, one of his teachers uh, would not teach them much at all. And his rationale for doing so was what's it going to matter in a hundred years? And that's, not a very helpful um, mindset or quote to live by because a lot's not going to matter in a hundred years. That doesn't mean it doesn't matter right now. That's right. And we need to keep growing and learning, even if it's irrelevant. I've heard many mentors, coaches say over the years that it's good to know what you don't know because then you don't need to waste any time and energy on pursuing a career or a job or you know, area that you're not interested in. So even like trying new things, like uh, kids, you know, just having work experience. And I'm very pro, what I'm very pro, and I'm very proactively doing it now, is sending the message out to many businesses. Like during this whole crisis, what, what we're going through right now is the governments around the world, well, I can only speak for Australia, our Australian government is offering incentives right now for businesses to provide the platform to get these kids and uh, kids or job seeker, job keeper and job seeker is what it's called here in Australia, rather than people lying around like lizards at home, excuse the, you know, no disrespect, but why not encourage, why not offer businesses incentives to get these people out in the real world and do real life, real world training on the job. And if it's youth, they're trying something new and different. Even if it's, they discover it's not what they want to do, that's, that's okay. And if they do tap into something that they love and enjoy, well, it's just the growth is tremendous. So uh, there, 
I'm very pro doing that and wherever I've got the TV station coming, hopefully to do a story on that because we have uh, horticulture courses and primary production nursery courses, landscape construction courses and certificates. So we're, our business ePlants have been doing traineeships and work experience with schools for over 30 years now. And we, do, we offer apprenticeships as well. And that's where the Australian government are offering incentives, Brad. So I think that's uh, good information to share and we'll, we'll be talking more about those sort of things. I think it's absolutely critical that young people get jobs as quick as they can, whether that's in yeah. the retail industry, uh, fast food, or like myself and what you're talking about and in plants. My first jobs were picking limes, avocados, figs, and packing those. That was really cool. I learned a lot. And there's a lot that comes with, you know, being a productive member of society. It's, uh, it fulfills deep down and it taps into something that you're not really aware is even missing until you actually go and do it and get it. And it equips you with skills that you'll carry forward with you in every single job or if you choose to do something on your own, even going forward. Absolutely. Stepping stones and just learning along the way and getting, and knowing that you're getting paid to learn. I think that's great. And having an attitude of gratitude that a business has invested in you. So I'm very pro. I get into the school systems, the year 10 and year 12 in particular, and speak on work ethic. And uh, that's, that's also what I love to share as well. So I reckon that's uh, anything else you'd like to say. Would you like to talk more about your skills and expertise? So that, because this is our introductory opening to our channel. For sure. So I think my skills and expertise, uh, there's kind of a, a split. So I really enjoy marketing. That's what I've been doing since I've escaped teaching, um, <laughs> especially webinars. I feel like I've kind of cracked the code and learned how to make something educational to create webinars and structure those in a way that gets people to show up to learn and to engage afterwards. I love and enjoy making short videos. So explainer videos, promo videos. Uh, there's lots of really cool tools that make it super easy now. So I very much enjoy that. And I think more fundamentally, the side of business and marketing strategy. So I've learned a lot of powerful concepts like leverage, execution, how to get things done. And strategy really just underpins and forms the foundation for everything else in business. It's like the roots of a tree. You don't see them, but the tree wouldn't be there without them. And the other side is education. So I'm always learning and reading about new education models and old education models that we've uh, moved on from or neglected. I think there's a lot of wisdom and value to learn from those. And that's going to be a greater and greater focus for me going forward. What about you, Ali? Where are you the expert? Where am I the expert? Well, I used to have this saying that I'm jack of all trades, master of none. That's what I used to say. But I had an epiphany years ago. I didn't realize you were going to ask this question, but I, what's come through for me now is I, I studied Dr. John D. Martini. I was so grateful to discover him many, many years ago. And he's been uh, very inspirational and transformational to myself and my family. I was listening to John D. Martini uh, talking to a gentleman in his audience. And he goes, man, you just love freaking talking. <laughs> you need to wrap a business around that. And I thought that was an epiphany for me. And it's taken me so long to work out what's my message? Who am I here for? How can I serve and be a service to others and make a difference and impact on the world? So for me, I just know that I'm a, a good communicator. 
I have so much energy and that's what I've been told all my life. I am just on and I just think that that's one of my gifts and I want to share that with the world. And I, my interest, uh, one of my innate interests is definitely finance. So I just love studying it and sharing it. And I've been uh, blessed and I'm very grateful for, to have the life that I'm leading. And I do work on finding balance in all areas. So I feel that I'm doing well in all areas. But of course, we're always growing, learning and developing. So I think, uh, yeah, I, I love business as well because uh, being an entrepreneur, I love being my own boss, being in charge of my own time. and and I love to employ others and provide a platform that others can learn and grow. So I believe I'm an expert in there. And uh, I'm a mum. I'm, I'm just like, I absolutely find that my number one mission in life, my purpose is I've just raised three beautiful, inspired children. Of course, I'm uh, very, you know, biased. Uh, so I've, yeah, I feel just wonderful and uh, blessed in my family life and I'm happily married 30 years. So I, I'm, I'm very equipped in relationships and uh, mar- not only marriage, I work with uh, clients on uh, helping, you know, solve, you know, real problems within relationships, within families. So that's just a few of what I can uh, come up with now. So thanks for asking. Absolutely. Well, you've helped me a ton and that's been great working with you. So as we wrap up, do you have a golden nugget of wisdom for today, a key takeaway? A key takeaway for me, Brad, would be I want to inspire people to realise that we live in a world that is both has got crisis and opportunity. I want people to see optimism and hope in this world and know that we're all here going through it together and those who will be awake to what's going on and educate themselves moving forward so that we can use strategies and love and connection with others so that we can get through anything that life or God, the universe dishes out to us. I want to let people know that everything will be okay. And we are here to help them. And what I'd love to do is encourage anyone that's listening to us to shoot through their questions or we'll be having guests on our shows in the future. So that's my golden nugget is to know that you're not on your own, that we are in it together and that there'll be people that you can call on to help. And I'm one of those people. That's what I'd like to leave with. What about yourself, Brad? Oh, well, that's beautiful, Ali. Yeah, um, I'm on board with all of that. I think my takeaway is that we create our own meaning for ourselves. So it's, it's internal, it's an internal process. And it's very important to be present. And really, there's no sense putting off what can be done today. Uh, move fast where you can. That Madonna song has a golden nugget. Time goes slowly for those who wait. No time to hesitate. Those who run seem to have all the fun. So if you're able to move fast with something, uh, I definitely think do it. Get it set up, get it going right away. Excellent. And there'll be those people in the world that will help you do whatever it is that you need to do to get going fast. For sure. That's beautiful. And I'm a big fan of Madonna, I can tell you that. (laughs) Okay, babe. Well, I've really loved today our our Down to Earth conversation. Down to Earth combos down under. I look forward to many more. Absolutely. It's been wonderful. Thank you, Ali. Thank you, Brad. Bye for now. now.